Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on the podcast, I had Jeff Claudio. Jeff was a chef that I met about 10 years ago in Sydney. We both worked in Sydney, and I just wanted to quickly tell you a little story about Jeff. I never met Jeff before, and I'd, like I said, I just moved to Sydney, and my knives got sent over from England, and they were they were here in they were in customs in quarantine, so I couldn't have any knives, so I couldn't do any stages. So my friend, another one of my friend, good friends of mine, Tom Anglesey, was working with Jeff at Rockpool, the original Rockpool, and he mentioned to Jeff, oh, you know, me mate's here and he's got no knives and whatnot, and Jeff, we never even met. He just lent me his whole knife case, so I could go and do some, so I could go and do some work trials. Uh, yeah, so he lent me his knife case, and I went and did a tr- did a trial and got the job. My knife, and I lent his knife case for like three days, and then I my knives arrived, and I gave him his knife case back. But that's the kind of guy we're talking about. He didn't know me from Adam, and yet he lent me his whole knife case. Jeff is one of the best guys I've ever met, one of the nicest, genuine, humble guys I've ever met. Um, but he's also one of the biggest jet setters I've also ever met since I've since since knowing Jeff for ten years. This is where he's worked in Toronto, Vancouver, London, New York, Singapore, Denmark, Hong Kong. He now lives in Berlin, consults in a restaurant in Paris, and this weekend in London he's got a burger pop up called Rosita's Deluxe. So if you're in London and you need a giant steps, or you know where Giant Steps is in Swan's Wharf, all weekend from twelve till nine PM you can find Jeff doing doing his burger pop-up or alternatively just look on instagram on rosita deluxe or jeff claudio and you'll find him and yeah you should go down and check out his burgers this guy's one of the most talented chefs there is around he's worked for everyone he's worked everywhere so this is a conversation we just had i just called him we haven't caught up for a lot of years we keep meaning to missing each other and I said, I'm going to I'm gonna record it and maybe turn it into a podcast. He was cool with that. So it's a semi-podcast, semi-just a conversation, catch up. So it's a little bit different and I hope everyone likes it. This week, as always, we are brought to you by City Larder. The charcuterie specialists specialising in terrines, pâtés and rillettes. City Larder are now taking on new stockists in the build-up to Christmas. If you're interested in stocking Australia's finest charcuterie in your retail store or food service business, you can get in touch with Rebecca via the website or social media. Now, over to the show. How are you finding uh, Berlin? It's good. Yeah, it's good, Robbie. I think you'd like it. It's it's nice. You, you know, it's all definitely like if you were to say like on a volume scale, like uh, Hong Kong is like 12, here's like six. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's super chill. It's nice though. Like I'm really... I'm really enjoying the kind of quiet time and stuff. So, and you know, you have like time to think and yeah, it's good. It's a really, really nice city. Yeah. Really really nice city. Yeah. It's great. It created mad history. Yeah. Mad, mad history in in Berlin. Fucking. Yeah. It has a, has a pretty, 
has some darkness to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Like you know, say, but, some, uh, some of our some of our friends, especially with the wall and all the rest of it, you know, like far out. I remember when the wall come down, Jeff. I remember that on the news and everything. I remember that as clear as day. You know, it was massive in Europe. It's pretty crazy though when you think about it. It's only like thirty years ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it came down, so it's not it's not that long ago. And the crazy thing about the wall coming down and not being so long ago it's like you have this city where on one side it's you know you, you see all these like really beautiful nice architecture old buildings and then and then one side it's like these vacant lots with a lot of buildings and you can see that they're kind of a 90s architecture and build like and, and then you have all these kind of architecture of buildings when they were built during this time and they're all just the same down a whole street you know it's just how they built stuff in east berlin like it's just really yeah like boom, like boom, eastern european like, yeah eastern european kind of style isn't it you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's crazy so you know visually it has this really interesting so what what what, what took to the city what took you there was it a lady was it the lady you yeah yeah so my girlfriend yeah she's you know, she went to university here and yeah, look, it was, is she German? It wasn't, she's German, but yeah. she grew up like a little, I think it's like half an hour outside of Hamburg. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So it was just, I visited here and it was, you know, it was so nice. And obviously it was super difficult. Like when we were living apart, you know, I was in Hong Kong and then she was here and, you know, just seeing each other like every month or a couple months. So, yeah, it's no good. Is I it? thought it was nice. You know, I I had the freedom, you know, like obviously with the job, like you're able to just kind of go here, go there. So, you know, and, and I found it very, yeah, like I found it interesting. Like it's an interesting place here. So. Yeah, awesome for charcuterie, isn't it? For sure. There's heaps of charcuterie from in, in Germany, for sure. Sausages and oh, hams and, you know, braises yeah. and all that. I love it. Man, it's the land of uh, emulsified sausages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Especially like if you go like on the, especially like Alsace, you know, up on. I know, it's, I know, Alsace is actually is it? It's France. It's where France is that? Where France joins Germany? Is that right? Fuck, I hope that's right. I think it's. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. Like it. You know, there was a time when part of that was German. That's what, actually been there. I, I've never been, but I've been told if you want charcuterie, that's the fucking place to go. Like, it's like, it's got the right mix between the German and the French, you know what I mean? Like, the great sausages and the charcuterie of, of France, and it's meant to be unbelievable. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Like, these shops are just like, it seems like whatever shop you, you go into, like, it's just all beautiful, technical, like, you know, terrines and, you know, all this yeah. sausage making and, like... Yeah, but it's like like you said, it's like that perfect blend of because uh, you know the French, you know they they love artisanal yeah exactly kind of things and exactly I think a lot a lot more than Germ Germans for sure like when it comes to like cooking yeah well, it's interesting bit... though yeah it's interesting though culturally like you know it it is definitely like uh, you know nothing to take 
I love talking about yeah, that. I love Germans. Uh, yeah, I love talking about that. Like you say, culturally, we I've, I've been you know with the podcast and things. I've been doing heaps and heaps of that of that of like talking to people about different stuff and history being one of them. As in, like how Chile's got to Africa and um, sorry, India and how meat got to Mexico. That's crazy. And, and it's just that's all crazy. crazy. But then also when you look at food, as in yeah. like. You know, the different areas with, with temperature, you know, as in like fermenting, let's say, for instance, Scandinavia, there's a lot more fermenting there because, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and Poland, like if there was no fucking fermenting, you're going to have no fucking food. Do you know what I mean? It's pretty simple. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And it, the the crazy thing is like a lot of parts of the new world, you know, there's obviously like foods that, you know, especially I would say, for example, like say, Texas barbecue. Yeah. Like, or, or the country hams. Like, I think the general belief of, like, say, if you're someone in America and you think it's your heritage, but actually it dates back to the Germans or people in Eastern Europe that were like smoking their meats and then they brought it over to America and introduced it. But then, you know, it's funny how, you know, in America they, they think it started there it's like yeah we started this and you know 120 years ago by my family but then it's like it just started there yeah yeah you think you you think (laughs) europe's been going like five thousand years longer you know like what you Uh, think they didn't they didn't didn't think of that (laughs) yeah it's crazy yeah uh, it's so but like now i think i really feel like australia now jeff is is actually like starting to come slowly between some chefs and is now starting to get in touch with the indigenous people like the aboriginals and all the rest of it and and now that's slowly starting to get it there's a few chefs um there's obviously ben shuri he's a big mover and shaker in it but there's another one i think he's he's, i think he's scottish actually or english and he's actually got a restaurant that's really working with him i think yeah what's it i think it might be called jock or something like that he's called here i think he's here in victoria Mm -hmm. and they're really starting to push hard on that and getting in you know going to the the elders and and the aunties and learning how to properly cook the ingredients because oh Jock Jock's uh, Zonfilo yeah yeah Jock that's Zonfilo. it yeah, yeah 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 so these yeah. people are actually like so like yeah. like like Noma with the with what they did in 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 Copenhagen and you know starting to go down that traditional now there's guys here that are really slowly you you're fully aware of that but you know it's it's very interesting the way I think mm. in the next ten or fifteen twenty years Australia will start getting its own proper identity you know like at the moment oh, Australia, Australian yeah. food is really like you could put it under the category of fusion almost Asian you know like Australasian you could put it in under any of these kind of mix between you know uh, Thai Vietnamese uh, Japanese Chinese with Australian exactly. Greek. that's how that's what the that's how Australian cuisine is actually like um under the heading, really. That's what it's the headings under, really. Where re- now people are slowly getting into actually the proper, like the real ingredients, you know, in the outback, in the bush, mm-hmm. the berries, and all the rest of it, and cooking in between bark and and the way the the indigenous people used to do. And then that's really what the cuisine is not not this fr- not this Chinese mix, which I'm not knocking. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the true the true yeah. footprint of the food that is actually from Australia. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty amazing, though, when you think about it. Like, I guess when we were there together living in in, in Sydney, like, when did we? That was, like, 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah, it was or, 10 years ago. It was, yeah, 10 more. years. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember that. And and the, it's so crazy to think about the food that we were cooking back then and to how it's, you know, evolved to, you know, like food now, obviously, like, it's crazy how fast things change, but I guess you can, you know, attribute that to like technology and, yeah. you know, and, you know, how we're all connected now with like, you know, Instagram and how everything's visual. Like we can see something in the work that people are doing, like quite, I told, quite, but um, I, I, yeah, I, I, and which is amazing. And look, I, I couldn't agree with you more, but I, I had this conversation last week with someone, I can't remember who it was, but how how sometimes, not everyone, and obviously the greats are the greats, but there is other people. That are, I can't help thinking that some of that food that you see isn't, what it is it looks great but like there's just nothing to it do you know what i mean like and, and i'm not bagging it or, yeah, or, being yeah. it or i think people sometimes are getting what food is as in like hospitality all right it's an art and this that the other but i feel like ultimately it's a you're feeding people and it's an art that is the art the hospitality of the the food game is a bit more important than yeah. it looking great on the plate does that do you know what i mean yeah, that's the thing about food, though. Like, I guess there's, I still believe there's two worlds. There's the, you know, there's the world of food that aesthetic, you know, and, and you know, that that saying that people say you eat with your eyes. And, but that's why I like now, like, there's things, you know, the ugly, delicious thing that David Chang came out with. Because, you know, a lot of the times food's not beautiful but it's so it's so delicious you know so yeah 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 for sure but I, I i i totally know what you mean there's it's like almost like couture and just clothes that you wear every day you know like it's funny kinda, you should it's, it's, stuff like that so yeah it's funny you should reference clothes because i i say this all the time as well and i don't know if i've said this to you before where i feel like the nomers and these and some you know and these really top places are, are like yeah you know are like the the top end catwalk do you know what I mean? Like you know, like the real like yeah. like New York catwalk, everyone or, or Milan or or wherever of it might course. be, yeah. and everyone's looking at these and they're like, oh look at that line, look at that design, look at them stitching, yeah. look at the way that 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 the, they've cut that cloth or whatever. But then you yeah. know, then then like fucking Topman or whatever it might is gets that one piece sure. and, yeah. and then puts that into a mass, you know, for the for the mass public who can afford to go and pay fifty bucks instead of fucking five hundred bucks. Do you know what I mean? And and that's how food goes. And like you've got the you've got the the trailblazers like the guys with the Hestons and the the, the Ferranadrias and the uh, Rene Redzepis and the Ben Shuris and all these. But it's not what everyone can do. There can only be so many of them. Do you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. I, I totally know what you mean. Like, yeah, there has to be like a Balenciaga. There has to be like a Celine, and then there has to be like an H and M. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of for for because uh, you know the the way that I see things now, it's like you know there there's the ten percent of us that are super passionate and understand the way food is brought together and how special it is. You know, and yeah. this is the food world is directly relatable to like other arts and, you know, like, um, you know, people that are, you know, being creative and making products like, but yeah, I, 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 I totally know what you mean. Like, it's just, yeah, there, there has to be kind of these people that kind of push the envelope and kind of set the bar yeah. for people that aren't the basics because, you know, the 80 or 90% of the people on the face of the earth are just... I don't know, like basic, basic people like that just 
aren't interested in that kind of stuff. They want, you know, a six piece fried chicken for three euros, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. Just, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's, but it's just uh, appreciation and perspective and all that. Like, and I think it's, yeah, you have to appreciate kind of and understand both sides some people can't afford it and you know so yeah ex- exactly um, <laughs> it's it's trying to fit in that middle and you know what i'm really getting into right now jeff uh, more than probably anything is um i don't want to say healthy eating because i'm by no means am i am i am i healthy eat I'm, you know i don't watch my weight <laughs> watch my weight and i do yeah. i do eat too much yeah. and all these kind of things but what i'm yeah. what i am trying to do is like I won't buy f- meat from the supermarket. I don't bra- I don't buy white sliced bread anymore. I don't buy oh, yeah, ham yeah. ham yeah. out of a packet. I don't but I don't yeah. eat sugar. It's, it, it's I just eat- eating. I won't say cleaner, but you're just more aware of the products that you're definitely you're sourcing and kind of put it and putting in your body and stuff like that. Honestly, like now yeah. that I am like I am really trying my hardest to do that. You know, like proper honey from a from a real honey supplier vegetables from yeah. the farmer's market and like really yeah. going out of my way to try and to try and do that you know like it's not easy and sometimes it's not more expensive but i just had this massive conversation my dad's got gout in his leg and um oh that's a terrible thing yeah, yeah that's a terrible and, thing and the fucking doctors yeah. and the doctors have said to my, my dad, mom and dad right this i had this conversation today it, it's one of my favorite topics and i fucking go on about it and it blows my lid my class my fucking blood pressure goes high and everything i start getting real wound up about it but like i am um, yeah <laughs> so they're like my yeah. mom's like you know the doctor said we should cut down on bacon sandwiches i was like Bacon sandwiches, like how many fucking bacon sandwiches? How many bacon sandwiches do you eat? And they're like, you know, like what? what they're like one a week. I was like, one bacon sandwich, like cut down what to like none. Yeah. So I was like, how many rashes? None. Of- yeah. <laughs> like how, how many rashes of bacon do you put in this bacon sandwich? Like you know, like three or four rashes. I was like, right, okay, so that's maximum 150 grams of bacon. Like I'm not joking. If you yeah. think 150 grams of bacon once a week is causing gout in your fucking leg, you're dreaming. Like you're totally dreaming. And I said, yeah, I said yeah. like, and then we said, I said, what do you have? What, let's put it this way. What do you have in your? What, how do you make your bacon sandwich? I said, you know, we get two slices of bread. I said, right, what bread do you use? You know, just bread from the shop. I said, right, you tell me the ingredients to bread. You know, and the, you know, water, yeast, salt, you know, uh, olive oil. If you put a little yeah. bit of, oil. you know, it's like half a dozen ingredients maximum. You know, if you put in seeds in it or you put in whatever. I said, go and grab the bread, mm-hmm. and we're on, you know, we're on FaceTime. I said, go and grab the bread and, and read me the, the thing. And you know, it's it's there must be like twenty ingredients. No exaggeration. I mean, twenty ingredients. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I said, what you think the fucking the bacon is giving you fucking problems or the fuck the shit the shit bread that you're fucking eating or the the shit packaged fucking meals that you eat you know what i mean like and you've got the you've got the doctor (laughs) telling them that it's the fucking bacon like how can it be the bacon do you know what i mean a little bit of bacon doesn't hurt you you know it's but yeah i'd say it's the i i think you know, it's the fucking crisps. Bad, it's the crisps. It's the. We fu- eat a lot of bad, bad carbohydrates and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it is like getting older. Like, uh, I'm way more aware of eating kind of things like that, like bread and, like it's it's doesn't digest the same way when you're like 22. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no, know, exactly, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like we, you, you eat a big sandwich with like plain white, shitty bread. Next thing you know, you're wondering why, you know, your, your stomach's hurting. But like, yeah, yeah. You know, like you just, yeah, like our, our bodies, 
Definitely, because no one tells us this, and you know, you grew up, you know, where we grew up. I know that we were we were eating some pretty fucked up food, you know, like growing up, because parents just have to like make make do, you know. So again, again, this know. makes this goes back to education. Like it fucking this drives me mad as well. The sense of like schools yeah. are teaching you to like memorize the fucking square root of this or the fuck like what this fucking yeah. sodium does with this fucking whatever else do you know what i mean like that no one gives mm. a fuck about no one cares like who gives a fuck what a tadpole does when you put it in fucking some sort of liquid like who cares do you know what i mean <laughs> who gives to what they need to be teaching yeah. people is how what to eat what not to eat what is good what isn't bad what is bad sorry what's good what's bad how you should spend your money the way you shouldn't get yourself in a debt you know these kind of things and yeah. not some sort of fucking racket from like yeah. teaching you just to sit down sit down right, it's so right there's there's no curriculum no, nothing. Zero. Yeah, about the most important thing that you own. The most important thing you own. Maybe it's very vague, you know. So. The most important thing yeah. you own is your body. That's your, most, that's, that's your prized possession. Without that, you're fucked. And there's absolutely nothing to teach you about it. PE, go and play football, mm-hmm. go and play basketball, whatever it yeah. might be. This is how you stretch ice, this, that, the other. Like, whatever. Like, fucking... Yeah, but especially in this... In, in, no, especially in this day and age where kind of our bodies and the way... We treat our bodies like I think it's super neglected in kind of modern day society where it's like, you know, especially if you're in a city, you need to make things happen. You need to pay your rent. Everything's getting more expensive. You sleep less. You eat worse. There's, you know, at times things to eat are very inaccessible. You know, it's just like kind of this like downward can be this really downward cycle. And then people wonder, go why are people getting cancer when they're 50? It's because you're putting your body through absolute hell for like 40 years. Definitely stress. You know, not, not sleeping, stress, not eating well, not being happy. You know, it's like all these things. And Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, and, and then people wonder like, you know, not that I know everything, but like I know that, you know, some days you can wake up and not feel super well and you just realize that I've slept three, four hours every night and I've eaten like a cracker. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. With like <laughs> nutritional value of a fucking piece of wood. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm just living off of Fernet Bronca and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. though we love that, it's yeah. funny, but we love that lifestyle as well. Don't get me wrong. You're like, you know, I'm yeah. now, I'm nearly 40 now and I love that cigarette and Fernet Bronca life. You know, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then you start thinking, hang on a minute, I've had my gallbladder took out. I've got fucking ganglion cyst. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like maybe, and then yeah. all you can do is you can go, you know what? No fucking ever. No one ever told me. No one told me that maybe like, whoa, take it easy. You know, like this. Think of this. Yeah. No one said that. You know, like I'm like because I because I imagine the day and age that I mean, you started cooking and I started cooking. These chefs just tell you to keep cracking on, and it's good to work a lot and kind of push yourself to the absolute brink of no return. You know, like and and that's the kind of thing that's getting discussed now, isn't it? Yeah, hundred like, you know, percent. You know, less hours, kind of a better lifestyle to work. and But it's because, like, yeah, chefs start dropping, like, flies, and then, like, chefs well, yeah, are exactly. happy, oh, yeah. of course. Like, it's like you lock someone in a, 
in, in a box with no light and then put them in a super high pressure situation, let them work like that for 20 years. And then it gets, you know, of course that's going to get to you. you know, like like I used to always say to Chris Eagle, you know, Chris Eagle, right? I think, you know, Chris. Yeah. 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 I used to always say to Chris Eagle, you know, yeah. when I was, when we were working together, I said, you know, all I ever fucking hear about is happy chickens, happy fucking pigs, happy ducks. I said, what about fucking happy chefs? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, right. the, the ducks and the chickens have all this space to roam around and the fucking sleep 10 hours a day and this. Like, what about the duck in it? He's fucking sleeping nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what about him? Yeah. Do you know? Like, it's funny, yeah. like you say, but now it is slowly getting there. But just before we go on to that, like, I'm talking about the bread. I just, uh, me and Beg just had lasagna, like, beautiful lasagna made by this Italian guy at the farmer's market. And just, he does, he make when he makes it, I can't remember his fucking name, I wish I could, but... When he makes a lasagna, he doesn't make it with mince. He braises the the the, the beef, like he uses cheek and he uses uh, neck, and and then he like shreds it into chunks, and then he makes God a lasagna. That sounds good. Yeah, man, it's way <laughs> it's way better. I've never, yeah. do- I've only ever had it with mince before. You know, like that. I've never had yeah. it like that, to be honest, and that's the truth. And it's absolutely fantastic. But what I had with it. I just, me and Beck just ate, so I, I probably had, well, I definitely had more because I'm a greedy fucker. I just had about fucking seven <laughs> slices of, um, um, Mike, Michael, it's called Michael James and he's the, the, he owns Tivoli Road Bakery. Do you know them? Tivoli Road Bakery? Uh, yeah, 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 fuck that bakery is the business. I went there this morning and I got some um, spelt and honey bread. You know, it's obviously it's sourdough; it's all sourdough. But um, yeah, bread and honey, yeah. Um, spelt and honey bread. And I, I honestly, I get a good. I mean, one of them big, you know, the big ones, the big fucking chunky, massive ones. You know the ones that you know what I mean, like them big loaves, mm. oh, like yeah, the yeah, round yeah, the, ones yeah. with the big X on the top and all that. I just get like a yeah, good, right, a yeah. good half of one of them. I feel good as gold, man. I don't feel bloated. I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? I could go for a run now. No problem. I feel fucking great. So what I'm saying is... Oh, it's, it's probably good. It's good. It's good products. Yeah, um, it's ferment. It's, you know, I think it's on a two-day ferment on a 48... I might be lying there, but it's about 24 to 48 hour ferment. You know, it's properly done. You can eat fucking half a loaf of that and feel as good as gold. No shit, I feel fucking great, you know? Like... It's, you know, if you had half a loaf of shit white mighty white or some shit bread, just I'm gonna just go back to that. See you later. Yeah, man, you're just fu- you might as well just you'll be yeah. on the couch. Man. Yeah, it's Netflix yeah. for the next fucking six hours, isn't it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's like eating a tea towel. <laughs> exactly, man. It's in. It's fuck. It's interesting though. But anyway, what have you been doing? The fuck. I've only. I think I've spoke to you once in the last ten years. What have you been up to the last ten years? You've oh, been fucking gosh. Hong Kong, like Singapore. We, we so, fuck it. Yeah, you, New, so New York. I know. Like, yeah, I, I say, so. like the visa, man. How you get these visas? I don't know whose palms you're greasing, but fuck, it's working. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I feel, you know, I've just been been lucky. Like, you know, you go from one job to the next and along the way you meet some really amazing people that give you these really nice opportunities and, you know, and you just kind of roll with it. And, and yeah, it's been, it's been an, uh, an amazing, an amazing ride. Like I, I absolutely cannot complain. So how did you get the visas? Like do, do the, do the businesses sponsor you? Jeff, did they? Is that the goal? Yeah, I mean, like, so say when I was, um, well, New York, you know, like being Canadian, like being Canadian, like you know, you're pretty, you're pretty fortunate being in the Commonwealth. There's so many countries that, you know, also Canada. It's, you know, you have a lot of, you know, unity with these other countries that make it easy for you to get visas. But 
like New York, obviously America is quite hard. So you have to go do a trial first and then they have this like J1 visa that allows people from certain countries around the world to like work for a year, a year and a half. So um, that's great. And I mean, like England was super easy. Like, I mean, I think I got my visa in like two weeks and then <laughs> I just applied for it when I was in Canada and they're like, you can move to England for two years. I said, that is amazing how easy was that like yeah yeah and then uh but then also like uh like london was like where everything kind of accelerated i meet i met some amazing people there and and also i reconnected with an old friend dave pint who was my flatmate when we were living in copenhagen together and, and um his restaurant was just getting going um at burnt ends and uh he was like you know working so much like morning to night for i don't know like a, nearly a year straight so he was in london and asked me if i wanted to come help and is he the owner you know, of burnt help. end is he is he jeff yeah 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 dave is yeah. and you used to what you used to live with him yeah we were sharing this uh we were sharing this flat in, in copenhagen uh during the time when we were both at at noma yeah it was it was a it was a very cool time because there's just you know noma definitely is very different now than compared to how it was. And you're just kind of living the proper chef's life. It's really, really, it's nice to see where everyone's kind of ended up. It seems like everyone's just done so great from like that generation of, of yeah, yeah. cooks who yeah. are there. So, but, um, but going back to the visas. Yeah. I mean, and then Hong Kong as well. Like, yeah, it was just, it just seemed like everything was pretty easy. Like the businesses usually take care of, that so i mean if there's any like young cooks or you know people who are on their journey like i would say don't do not be afraid to go out there and you know try your luck because chances are that you'll you'll get a job you know you'll get a job or get a sponsorship or you know if you're you're keen and willing to learn and have a really good attitude you know put the effort in and i think there's a lot of people like that will take you on board so yeah the, um, yeah the attitude thing is so important right jeff fuck it's so important yeah but definitely like for myself i've <laughs> i pushed it to you know maybe a little bit too far but you know i'm not i'm not a young guy anymore like and i'm still going out in the world but i think it's just my desire to keep going and learning and seeing new things like it's kind of like a it's a bit of a drug you know like you you're 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 hungry to see something different so yeah, yeah. that's what's kind of gotten me to see different things when someone says this you know like would you like to come here i said wow i would never think about going there that sounds really cool why not you know yeah. so it's um, and that's how it all started you know? you've been all over so where have you been in the last 10 years you went you went to you were per se in new york yeah, like I was, I was and, there in New York, and then from and New then, York you uh, went to. So I, I guess if you start like after Australia, like when I left you, I went to uh, New York, and, and then I went to Toronto for for a couple oh, of years. Oh yeah, you ran that restaurant in Toronto. That was, you were flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were flying there. there, right? Yeah, it was a really nice, amazing experience. Toronto was like the most amazing uh, restaurant community, and I mean, that's actually a very memorable time like i think in the past i'd say 10 years like that was that was great so different to where i grew up in vancouver like it's just like a proper 
metropolis big city that like you know it's a fast city with a lot of things happening but also too you know canadians like you know live it's really nice really very nice place to live um and then from there i went to london and uh and that, spent some time and then went to see singapore and at london yeah. is that what was it no, who, no. who did you work for in london it was um What's he called? Uh, Nuno. Nuno, Nuno Mendes. Yeah. Nuno How Mendes. was that? Was that a good? Yeah. Was that great? He's meant to be the nicest. Like, oh, Tom just says he's like the oh, nicest guy on the planet. It's amazing. I learned. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Like he's he's an absolute like he's so creative and and so friendly with you know his his staff and everyone he works with and but not only that like the the talent and and everything that he he gathered in that place where it was very, you know, it's, it, it was like a, a place that you wouldn't even think that a restaurant like Via John, like, especially when they started, it's in, it's in Bethnal Green in East London. And like, I don't think anyone even went past shortage at that time. And even still now, like to go all the way to Bethnal Green, like you had this like fine dining restaurant where there's no menu and you know you're just cooking off the cuff like it's just <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty crazy you know yeah, and, yeah. Uh, how did you started a lot of things it started a lot of things and a lot, i think a lot of people don't really give him the credit he's the really the godfather of east london like he because he, shortage now is he really fine, started isn't it he, oh yeah like you know when you talk about like isaac at clove club and and also like james at at uh you know, like at at um, at Lyles, like they, he really he had the loft project and yeah, that's know, he that's put, he used he to really work. High, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Turk was it something Turks or something? Was that them as well? Young Turks, young, yeah. young Turks. But yeah. it's also he, you know, he really highlighted this thing and he, he gave a lot of opportunity. Like there's endless amount of people I can just say and tell you that like he really gave opportunity to like you know also like Clayton Wells, like you know he's he's also from that kind of you know, lineage of, of people that went through there, like, you know, so, yeah, I mean, no, no, like, he's, he's so a how special did you, How did you hear, how did person, you hear so. about him, Jeff? How did you hear about it? Why did you go there? Like, fuck, you go to Actually, London, you go to London, you, you know, there's, that's, you know, there's so many fucking places. Why, why so did you, many places. Yeah, why yeah. did you choose that? It was actually, uh, the first time I went to, uh, I guess the first time I went to London was 2000, 2009 um i was going there and i was just kind of connecting with people and clayton was somebody that i met a long time ago in sydney while he was working at tetsuya's and uh, i linked up with him uh just over you know i think what i don't know what we we're using back then facebook or something yeah but he, he just like he just said oh yeah if you want to meet up he says i'm working with this guy named Nuno mendez and that's the first time i heard of him and uh, after I left my restaurant in Toronto, I was just looking for the next move. And I've never worked in Europe to that point. And I wanted to go. And obviously, you and Tom and, you know, Sean, like, you guys were, like, huge influence on me. And I had this huge curiosity, you know, about London and working in London. So I think Nuno seemed like a nice option to work like i like yeah kind of if you get a contact yeah when you get, if you get a contact and sort yeah. of recommendation I, I guess you're like oh well it's it, and not this has been funny but it's kind of easy okay yeah i'll just go there my mate said he's good he said he's good you learn a lot boom job done why would you go somewhere yeah else? and also too i didn't really want to work in a 
you know, in a yeah. environment where people are throwing pans at you and, and, and then, you know, kind of working over a hundred hours a week. I wanted to work somewhere where I learned and I got to experience the city. And, and how did you, you know, find London? Did you like, did you enjoy it? What did you think of London? It was very, yeah, I, I would say at first I didn't particularly, I don't say I was fond of it, but also too, I came at a time when it was fall and then it got, the weather got worse and then, you know, so it was, it was really nice. So I had amazing friends there, uh, like, uh, Joel Humphreys. Oh yeah. 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 He's yeah, yeah. guy. Like he was living there. So I lived with him for like the first month I was there and, and, uh, but after that I learned to love it. And I, 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 go back there frequently and I absolutely love London and you really feel like it's just like an absolute center of the world. And Isn't it? It really, you know, when you're there, it's like, just, yeah, it's, it has this pulse and I don't know a city that's that busy and yeah, it's crazy. Like I say so. this all the time. Like I just, I've, I've never been anywhere where like you can walk into a restaurant and you just feel like you're in London. Do you know what I mean? Like especially at lunch, oh, course, especially at lunchtime, yeah. you go to a nice restaurant at lunchtime. Like the last, look, I don't do it that often these days, to be honest. But like you know, we went to the Capitol and went to um, Nathan Outlaw's restaurant at the Capitol. Were you, were you with us? I don't know if you were. With, no, maybe you weren't. I can't remember. But we went there. We, we went that. Uh, we we ate a club bosies, I think. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hibiscus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you can just feel yeah. it. You know what I mean? You can just feel the London feel. Do you know what I mean? No, definitely. It has, it's one of the absolute major cities in the world where, and the the one thing I always feel about London too, like, especially if in your, what, what we do, or if you're in another job, arts, there's absolutely no ceiling with your opportunity. Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's what big cities like London offer. There's a huge scope about, you know, what, what you do and you know it reaches a lot of people if you do something special and there's also a um, lot of money there, everything's available there. oh there is yeah. a lot of money it's huge uh, yeah <laughs> there's people yeah. who've got money to yeah. i know it sounds silly but they've got money to waste like on crazy projects oh let's put a restaurant in here let's you know let's do this and let's do that yeah. because yeah. literally they've got that much fucking money they need to get rid of some do you know what i mean it's like that crazy mm-hmm it's, yeah, uh, that's but that's big cities, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah, big cities in the way. Um, but that's why, like, London is what it is. But what I love about London at the moment, I love how you know East London is just—it's an amazing community there, and it's an amazing kind of energy. What's you know been happening the past few years there, like with the food and kind of a creative scene like it's really cool like i definitely think it's changed a lot like in the past few years so yeah it's funny for me it's, it's quite funny jeff you know like when we're when we're talking about restaurants and you say the way it's changing and this that the other like you know, on a personal level like you know i was 22 years fucking balls deep in the restaurant business like i couldn't move you know i was obsessed with it as much as anyone yeah. else was like i could and then like literally November, I was obsessed with it. January, I never fucking looked. But I've never, I've, I couldn't tell you who's where, what chefs where, which restaurants doing well. I know fucking nothing about it. Now I'm just fully retail, you know, like retail, yeah. wholesale. I've like, come, like, honestly, it's it's a really, really bizarre feeling, Jeff. Honestly, like to be like so mm. fucking engrossed. I, like you know, I, 
I'm not trying to big myself up, but I was right in the restaurant business. Do you know what I mean? I knew so many people in the, in the in that world and all this. Now I know fucking like the people I knew then is all I know. Do you know what I mean? It's a really yeah. It's a yeah. really funny thing to shut that door and then move yeah. on to a new chapter. Does that make sense? Of course, but that's that's the evolution of a person, you know, like and 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 interest definitely like. There's there's chapters you know of, of of your life and sometimes there's things that you're like I was into this and now I'm into that like you know but uh, yeah and I guess it's yeah do you you miss it though you do, oh. you miss you miss cooking mm. and, like, and the, it's definitely it's definitely very stimulating being you know the everyday being around a lot of people and cooking and doing service and seeing customer and yeah and like you know that kind of that that's a very stimulating kind of definitely thing to be kind of around on a day-to-day basis and then to go to something where it's a lot lot less of that i guess no it is it is for sure but what i'm trying to do you know like i said before i I did 22 years of restaurants you know cooking in restaurants and now Mm -hmm. you know and now i thought myself i can do 22 years and work as hard as i did in the restaurants into business um and yeah. if I can get as if I can get as far as I did in my in my cooking career, which you know, no fucking you know, no Alan Shearer or anything, but you know, I was pretty happy where I was. I, I you know, I, I could I was pretty confident, comfortable in any environment. Do you know what I mean? I could hold my head up high and mm-hmm. and, and be and and feel like I can talk to people and and, and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Never won any great accolades, but mm-hmm. I still think felt comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if I could do that in business, like I'm I'm, I'm more into the business than I am. Like the the charcuterie, I'm really into. Don't get me wrong, and I'm we're trying to do the best we can. Yeah. Consistency, but I'm just trying to bring my cooking skills into my charcuterie and my terrines and my patties. Just going off generally off trusting my palate, techniques that I've learned along the way, a bit of research and 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 whatnot, and trial and error, and just putting in the consistency that we've been drilled into me for twenty twenty odd years. You know, just like making sure that everyone sticks to the recipe, hygiene. You know, just putting all them good fam- them yeah. good values in place, mentoring people, making yeah. sure it's all good. But the thing that I'm really getting the most buzz out of is building a brand. That's kind of like I feel like I'm a, I'm apprentice again. Of you course. know that feeling of being an apprentice is it's yeah. it's priceless i like i loved being an apprentice i fuck it i was a, i was apprentice for like yeah. fucking five years i think i just loved but i wasn't i was saying to someone the other day i was talking yeah. to the chef the other day i said i never i never asked how much i was getting paid till i was like 28 never asked never never yeah. took a job and asked. i was they said do you want to work like i'll come to work so yeah right beautiful i never even looked at my paycheck i just fucking rocked up and what i got paid i got paid because you're learning because yeah, you're learning right i just like didn't you're... give a i didn't give a fuck honestly i genuinely never even knew how much i got paid half the time do you know i like i didn't even look yeah. at my bank as long as there was a few quid in there to fill me car up and pay me rent i wasn't that bothered and it's of course and it's back yeah. like that with business like i'm back into that like i don't care i just but also too you know what i think what i what i think is that you're creating and i think you know the uh, especially people in this job like to create is you know something that's it's very exciting and and from what i see as an outsider looking and seeing what you're doing it's super impressive like it's it's something that started with an idea and you're really pursuing it and you know and there's a lot of things that come from creating a brand because it's something that i'm super aware of right now because i have to make my ends eventually and i have to like make my moves and that's like 
one thing that you really have to understand and learn a lot about and be very sharp at. And you know, you're you're doing it. You have this product that's visual. You have a product that you know it has a strong look when when over Instagram. And obviously, the people that are eating it, I'm sure that they're extremely happy with it. And like, yeah, it's all these things, like you know the the text and the yeah you know, yeah exactly the font like the this, logo this has, yeah the yeah. way the way things look and but that's the kind of exciting part about like, definitely hundred percent hundred percent it's really but that's a that's a thing in that's a thing in cooking and that's one of the you know it's like you were saying it's like all like the 22 years of everything that you've gathered and now you know it's like you you have you know one day i will want to apply everything that I learned and from all my experiences and everything, just like you're doing it now, just like all these other guys that are training everywhere else. It's like to learn all these things and gather all these experiences through your travel. And then you accumulate something that gives you a perspective yeah, yeah, and also yeah. an opinion, you know. No, it is, you and, know? And, and then you can apply it, you know. A hundred percent is yeah, what you. So, I've never really thought of it like that, you know, Jeff. I've never really thought of it yeah. in the sense of combining all that years and then trying to turn that into a brand. I've really, I've genuinely never ever thought of that. But as you were talking, then I'm yeah. thinking, like, you know, our logo and things. It is because I like I like to think you know in my the way I cook and whatnot I really love like the white tablecloths and everything like that. But then on the same hand, I really love like like really simple terrines and pates and rillettes and everyone coming around. So I, I kind of think with like that that's coming through our brand. I get you know we give great service. You know and it is only mm-hmm. over the phone and like today someone missed an order for instance someone missed an order. And they rang last night and they said, oh, fuck, I missed an order. I need this order. So today, we, even though the van was out doing other things, I went and picked the order up. It's Saturday with Monty, loaded the, loaded the order up, got it in me, and Monty went and did the delivery. And even though that's just a delivery... <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah, but that, again, yeah, that's but so that's, nice to do. Yeah, and that, that's like, you know, that that's the service that we learned in hospitality. Not like, oh, yeah, we'll sort it out next week. We'll sort it out today. Do you know what I mean? Like... And that, like yeah. you say, that's building your brand, isn't it? Like, you, do you know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it is, it is yeah. that 22 years. But also, too, I feel, also, too, I feel, you know, and this is, like, for somebody that's known you for a while and that time we shared, like, you know, you can never teach somebody hospitality. I, I, I'm learning, I've learned that along the way, and I've learned along the way is people. And when you combine somebody who's smart, passionate, about their job that delivers a product, but at the same time is a very good human and a good person. It's, it's magic, you know? And, and the thing is you cannot teach a good human trait, a good, you know, like someone's either good or they're not good with people, like, you know? And, and also, yeah, you, you're yeah. amazing with people and you're amazing with friends and you're, and you understand what it is to give somebody a good experience or, 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 or care about a person like and you can't teach that like in this job you cannot teach that so that automatically elevates what you do and what makes it special yeah you but, know, so. but like you say though that like for young chefs and that it, it, it everyone's got to remember it is about the, the customer like i know everyone's like and like especially that whole thing like all oh, waiters and this and that and the, it was against them even though it's getting less and less that like, used to be more and more when i when we were younger i was younger but like it's about them, you know, like, it really is about them. Do you know what I mean, Jeff? It, mm-hmm. Like, you've, 
you've it really you've got to look after oh, the customer. Yeah, like it's so sure, important. Man, it's so sure. important. And I think for sure. Yeah, like it does get sure. the hospitality like that's what I, I kind of keep drilling it and drilling it at people like the hospitality the importance of the hospitality is so so important and like people say would you want your mom yeah. would you want your mom to be eating that would you want your grandmother you know and i always say like so i was i was in an interview the other day and um by a butcher cannings butchers would they come and did a, a bit of a, a like a thing at the shop with us and they said like what what makes you different to all the you know there's a lot of charcuterie companies out there and they said what makes you different and I believe what makes us definitely different is the fact that I don't sell it. We don't sell it to the shop and forget about that. That it, like that's the end of it. We we think yeah. about the final customer. That look, I I we think about what why are them people buying it. Then people could be buying it because you know their mother might have just flew in from. Germany, for instance, and and they're going to sit down and have a family meal that they haven't been able to have for fucking two years, and they're going to open a nice bottle of wine, and they're going to open that bat, you know, that that product, and they're going to dig into it, and they're going to go, fuck, this is a this is great, and that moment, if you yeah. take a snapshot of that moment of where the mothers just flew in, they've just had a baby, the the mothers just, you know, the grandmothers just seeing their daughter who's just had a baby, and that whole thing, and then all of a sudden they get given some a piece of terrine or pie or yeah, and they spread it on the, and they eat and. Boom, that snapshot, you're making fucking real memories. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. That's what makes that's you di- true. that's what makes you different is when you're thinking about that. Not thinking yeah. about the dollars of selling it and you sell it to the shop and I don't care who has it, or it's yeah. just gonna be some fool who eats it, whatever. You're thinking about yeah. these moments that you, you that you're trying to make for these people. Do you know what I mean? Amen. Amen, brother. I powered powered the food. I know what you mean. Like Yeah, that's 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 the total truth. Like food is so damn powerful. Like <laughs> it really creating is creating memories and yeah. Like uh, that's why you know people are really doing a lot of work to you know like to to kind of put it on a pedestal and and really express the importance of good eating and the time shared around it. Like that's why they have these things like Mad and they have things like you know to celebrate food. And, you know, and all these things on Netflix and like, you know, it's kind of to get people aware of it. Like, but yeah, like I totally know what you mean. Like it, it totally, totally just, it, it's so different when you eat something special, you know? Exactly. And like what, what else I want to say as well is, is like, I truly believe people have got it all mixed up. You know, I think it's, and I'm not knocking anyone that collects trainers or anyone that collects watches or anyone that does these kind of things, but people do look on Instagram and, 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 and look at these people and think that that's important. Like, and some people think it is and some people think it isn't. But me personally, I think people think it's more important to look good than actually feel good. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think people are more yeah. concerned of have eating fucking McDonald's and, and shit bread and shit food and this, that, the other, but having, like, great trainers and a fucking nice watch. Like, whoa, whoa, you've got this all fucking mixed up. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what <laughs> yeah. I believe. Like, I that's what I truly, yeah. I think, I, I really think that, like, back in the day chickens and that were like a fucking treat you know like you'd buy a piece of meat would be like a treat you know like and people would spend yeah. proper money on a lamb and they were, you know a fucking sunday dinner roast dinner oh fucking brilliant this is beautiful and they're spending like a good chunk of their wages would go on sunday dinner because that's the family time that's the time we get a good piece of meat we get some good vegetables and you know this like the other now it's like oh like i'd rather have like a fucking big plasma tea or a flat screen tv or whatever do you know what i mean like 
I think the yeah. whole value... Priorities are different, right? Yeah, priorities, priorities. are really different. Yeah. But I truly believe that yeah. it's going to change. I, I truly believe it'll start going back the other way. Everyone will, in a few years will start thinking, this consumer bullshit's just fucking not right. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Buying stuff that just yeah. goes straight in the bin. Like, why are we spending $300 on a pair of trainers to stand in dog shit? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the fucking point? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. better off buying... And I never get those, I never get those $300 trainers that... Man, I mean, I'm not a huge fashion guy. Like, I dress pretty simple, but they're selling trainers that have a tag on it still, and you don't remove the tag. It drags on the ground and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It. But, like, eating, <laughs> and, and eating margarine, yes. eating, ma- like, fucking yeah. plastic mar- like. Fuck, I'm not. I'm not spending. Yeah. Like, in the other, like the, the same people are in the shop buying, like, oh look at these steaks are like ten dollars for two. It's like, yeah, well, why are the ten dollars for two? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how much of that is actually meat? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, where's it? Yeah. Where's it being brought up? Where's it being grazed? What's it being fed on? How many antibiotics is it being given? Like, oh, this daft guy in the market was selling yeah. the same bit of meat for fucking twice the price. Yeah, yeah, but why do you think you're selling it for Dude. twice the price? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, and there's this place, because um, I was just back home in Vancouver, uh, when was that, like a couple months ago, and then I also went into the States, I went to like Portland and Seattle, and man, there's some fucked up stuff that you see with food, you know, like, uh, there's a place called Costco, you know Costco? Yeah, 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 Costco, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, that place is fucked up, man, like, <laughs> especially if you're... Especially if you're somebody that, like, for what you're saying and, you know, like, also, like, myself, like, you know, we, I feel like I have a good understanding of how hard it is to, like, make food, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gather food and and something that's, like, of of high quality. So, like, when you go there, you're like, holy shit, man. Like, people are fucking buying, like, way more than that they need. Like, way more garbage and... Because the whole concept of Costco is uh, for more is less. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's like a cash and carry on like, like, isn't it? Fuck, it's, like, it's fucked up. Like, there's a family of four, and then, you know, like you buy Heinz ketchup, it's cheaper to buy three, like, you know, one liter. It's like three one liter jugs of ketchup than going to another supermarket and just buying like a 300 mil jug of ketchup is the same price. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. people go to Costco like, what a fucking deal. I get ketchup, <laughs> I get like three liters for the same price as 300 mils, but it's fucked up. You'll, you won't even use that ketchup. Just go straight in the bin because it goes, yeah, yeah, it goes exactly. off in like four years. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just the mentality of surrounding yourself with more. Like, but I don't fucking get it. Like, you know, and my, my, Parents love going there because they're Asian. They, you know, they love a deal. They love to get a fucking deal. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm trying to explain to them, like, that's not what it's about. Like, you have so much garbage at the house. And yeah, landfill and all you the know, rest you of buy it. All yeah. this fucking, you buy all this, like, shitty, shitty product food, you know, like that. Like, it's just, it, it fucking beats me, we, man. Yeah. Like, and it pumps, man. There's fucking pumping. Like, Costco's like, yeah that business is fucking and like well, it's funny you I, should say like like you say about that like going on to like sugar and things like that and like I, I was saying the other week about like kids like I, I think this is and people might think oh yeah right you're fucking stupid I think that soft drinks Coca-Cola Monster 7-Up whatever fucking soft drinks I think you shouldn't be able to sell them to chill 
under like whatever 15 under 16 until like after 12 o'clock in the afternoon I think there should be a ban. Oh, it's true. Like, you shouldn't well, be... these kids are juicy. They're so fucking juicy now. Like, they're yeah. like these big, overweight kids. Like, yeah, and, and also, like... getting a habit. And they're drinking them on the way to school. Like, you you know, kids are grabbing yeah. a, a... I see them, they're drinking, like, a fucking Slurpee over here, like, or a massive Coke or whatever else on the way to school. Yeah. And then they're meant to sit down at school and, and learn. And, like, what, like... Oh, they're not. They're just not learning like the way they used to. It's like, yeah, because we're feeding them fucking full of cocaine. You know what I mean? It's one step down from yeah. fucking doing a line before fucking work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then expecting like, why don't we just put a, a ban on like time? Like, okay, we're not going to be at a ban a, a ban soft drinks. You know, I understand that, but like, we shouldn't be able to sell them to kids before school. Like, it should be just not like you can't sell cigarettes and you can't sell alcohol before eleven o'clock or whatever it is. The pubs can't open. Like, it should be the yeah. same. For, it should be the same for soft drinks. But it's a it's it's a habit right and those habits become harder to crack when you're when you're older you know imagine you like there's nothing more that i like sometimes and if i'm eating a burger i want to have a coca-cola but like you know how bad it is to like have too many coca-colas but fuck it's just really good and it reminds me of when i was a kid yeah i'd say you know, i'm i'm really it, 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 I'm really lucky. It's I don't like drink. a habit that's so hard. Yeah, I don't yeah. drink soft drinks. Yeah. Look, I've got heaps of things that I shouldn't do that I do do. There's no two ways about it. But I've been really yeah. lucky. Soda and soft drinks are just not, they're just not my thing for some reason. Like I would drink like, but it's like it's, I would drink it, a pint of orange, fresh like, orange, which is just as bad for you. Don't get me wrong. I would still drink a pint of fresh orange. Yeah. It's got the same sugar in it and I'm not fucking this, that, the other, but I know it's just as bad. So I have got my things, but yeah, like fuck, I'm lucky. I feel but say, say this though, Say this though, like when I was there, stopping at like an AM PM gas station while I was driving in, in America, like why do you need two liters of like nitro purple Gatorade? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like why? Like, yeah, I mean, what's wrong with like three hundred mils? Like. This yeah. fucking thing is in a two-liter jug. Like, I've never even seen that. Like, I've never been. I've only been to New York. I've never been to the rest of the states. But it's is it crazy? Up, man. Like, yeah, yeah. And all the drinks, I. It's like, why do you need, like, an absolute? Like, it's like a, a double tall can of Arizona iced tea. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, know but that's, you, you know you're gonna have it. If you open yeah. it, you're gonna drink it, right? I would drink it if I opened it. I'm one of them people that I'm not gonna drink half a can and throw it away. I'm gonna be like, I yeah. fucking pay for this. I'm gonna drink it. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Take it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take one for the team for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you know what? So. You know what I've been on at the moment is um, gut health. I've been fucking obsessed with gut health. Like, I've been I've started fermenting my own kefir. Are you aware of gut health and everything, Jeff? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, because, you know, you, your stomach needs that, right? Yeah. To stay healthy. Yeah, like yeah. some yeah. of the statistics. So I had Good Sea Kefir on the podcast who make, a, make, yeah. a, make a, the fermented kefir for um, commercial, commercial fermented kefir. It's, yeah. it's good. It's, it's really good. And it's super tasty. And, and we, we were into it. And But because I spoke to them and then a few other things and I was like, I want to start fermenting my own. So I got some grains and I just did it. I started myself. It's super easy. And man, it's really satisfying. Beck, and we take turns. So it's like a 24-hour, a 48-hour ferment is the first ferment. And then the second ferment. So you do like in your grains, you've got your grains in a in a, bot, in a jar with a litre of water, 56 grams of uh, organic cane sugar, um, two slices of lemon, two slices of ginger, and a litre of filtered or 
uh, mineral mineral water, and then that is your first ferment when you do that for forty eight for forty eight hours. And that's your first ferment. Then you drain that liquid off and then you put it into a bottle and then you put um, whatever you want in there. So like Beck's just done the best one. She just did just cucumber. Um, and that was today. Like, and then, oh, really? then the next one is a 24 hour ferment. That's cool. And then after that 24 hour ferment, you can put that in the fridge and then that's it. So all the, all the other time it's in. But yeah, she just did this cucumber yeah. one and it's just, she just literally took that out put some cute some like good chunks of cucumber in a bottle filled it up with the the, the 48 hour first ferment put the lid on it left it out for 24 mm. hours and drank it man it is fucking un- honestly if you like cucumber i really like cucumber anyway and that real subtleness of a cucumber i like a cucumber sandwich do you know what i mean so it's good for yeah. me but that real subtleness yeah. you know like it's just really beautiful and um, yeah yeah but that gut health i know what else i i know i i know what else you like a cucumber in I know this from back in the day. I know you like a little slice of cucumber in your gin and tonic. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. I love a gin. I drink gin like it's fucking water, I swear to God. I've even just started getting rid of the tonic. I just go straight up gin. Yeah, just straight gin. <laughs> yeah, a nice little thin slice of cucumber. <laughs> exactly. Plenty of ice. I like it like, no, I really yeah. do like it like that. That's not a joke. Yeah. I like to drink it like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, but the gut health, man, that is a big one. Honestly, that's a really, really, really big one that I'm trying to do more and more and more research on. And um, yeah, it's oh, that's probably like a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, diet. Like I guess like we were eliminating kind of uh, fermented things, right? Like that's why some people in some cultures they have you know really good items like that that. You know, like say in Korea, they do loads of fermenting. I'm sure that, yeah. you know, all that stuff like kimchi, those are really good for your digestion. And Huge. And like that. So I eat kimchi, I eat a lot yeah. of kimchi. Like I said, I've said it before, but I got my gallbladder took out. Um, and, and ever since then, I've been right. I've been really looking at. So a lot of things affect like kind of the way you kind of process fate. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's not really yeah. that much of a problem, but it's more that. I actually probably shouldn't have got my gallbladder took out is more the problem, Jeff, to be honest with you. I should yeah. have, I should have done a bit more research and I would have probably been able to fix it by having mm-hmm. by looking after my gut health better. You know what I mean? I would have probably been able to ter- yeah. turn that around instead of just going for the easy option. But like five, I said a couple of years ago last time, but it was like, I think it was like four or five years ago when I got it took out. I just can't remember. And um I was a bit night. I just didn't really realize I was still in that whole hospitality, just cooking, bobbing along, grafting your ass off, and that I had yeah. that, I had that mentality. And they were like, "I had a gallbladder, it had a problem," and they said, "We can take it out, and the problem be gone." I just said, "Yeah, let's go. You know, let's get it out. Two weeks off, I'll get back to work." And that was it. And it's a stupid mentality. And if I if it had been yeah. now, I'd be like, "Okay, I want to do a bit more research." And because back then I didn't research anything. You know, I just heard if maybe someone mentioned something, I would just believe it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, sure. my girlfriend hates that. She hates that about like how we have this mentality of just keep plugging away. Like when things are just wrong with ourselves that we just need to address, but we just don't. Yeah, so. it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. So that's why I'm always trying to churn on about about the gut health because I think it's good. It's depression and and yeah, some of the statistics are unbelievable. Have you heard of this thing, right? That people are getting. This is no. This is no shit. It's funny. I'm going to say shit, but this is no shit. Now people are getting like um like fucking shit biopsies. Have you seen that before? 
right? So Sub says, no. right, yeah, no, this is true. This is no fucking joke, right? This is really no joke. You can look this up if you don't believe me. Anyone that doesn't believe me, have a look. Say you've got really good, bad gut health. I can't think of it. I don't really, I don't know that much about it, but like, Say, for instance, you've got like a big problem, even depression, for instance, like bad depression is one or like say your hair's falling out or super bad skin, like really bad psoriasis or just different ailments like that. Right. They'll take a, 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 like a, a sample of your stool or, and your stomach lining and this and the other. And they'll realize it basically because of your diet, you've been eating you've really stripped all the, the good bacteria out of your stomach. And then what they'll do is they'll get someone who's got good bacteria in their stomach, like a fantastic gut floral, yeah? Like, amazing. Yeah. Um, and they'll literally take their shit out of them and then they'll put that shit into your stomach, into you. No joke. <laughs> no joke, mate. That's, you look, you look this... You look this up, and then what will happen is all their That's bacteria, so <laughs> yeah, all their bacteria in their shit will then go into your stomach and yeah. re and start bringing, you know, re regerminating all your yeah. bacteria to bring it. Look into it; it is fascinating, man. I'm fucking unbelievable. That's crazy. I reckon I'm hoping That's one like... day I'll be able to sell my shit. Is what I'm trying to work at. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, Robbie, can you backpack some of that and send it down to Germany? Man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't been feeling that great. <laughs> so what are, you, um, yeah. what are you doing at the moment? You said you're doing consultancy or something, are you? Yeah, I, I'm just doing some, uh, you know, some, some consultancy at the moment. And I need the time, you know, like I need a little bit of time after Hong Kong to kind of settle into here. And so I'm, I'm, I'm in really happy to do this right now like when you saw consultancy what is that is that like designing kitchens is that like employing staff is that writing menus putting systems in place this is more about about designing a concept of you know like about the food and like this one that i'm doing in in paris it's about like yeah doing menus and doing the the kitchen setup and like you know how you know, the whole overall concept of, of how it's all going to go down, like, which is cool. Like it's, it's purely creative, but the, the one thing is like, you don't get to have the, the thing where you're in service and cooking it and like yeah. being hands-on, but it's just something different. So like, do you communicate never with the head chef? Before, do, you, so. do you communicate with the head chef, Jeff, do you, or, or is it an owner or what is it? Uh, the owner. The owner. It's, I just communicate with the owner and, um, who you know the owner you know he's we kind of collaborate on the kind of idea of you know for this new one that we're doing it's that's going to be for the i think december or january the the next opening so it's you know it's just kind of kind of brainstorm i help him brainstorm and kind of come up with the idea and stuff and then now we've come up with the idea and now we're just kind of building kind of the the foundation or the the building block of like what we go with and like what the logo is going to be like, what the menu structure is going to be like, what items are they going to be? It's just different. You know, I've never, yeah, no, no, it sounds super interesting. Like that, so. Yeah. Yeah. I would love yeah. to, I would love to get into something like that myself in the future for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be any it's good, good practice. Yeah, like, like, no, I'm sure, I'm sure you'd be fantastic at it. It's, it's just a different approach. Cause usually we just get taught that, okay, let's do a lamb dish. And then now you have a, you know, use this thing and that sauce. And this one is just different. It's like, you know, you're essentially kind of approaching it in the kind of same way where you, 
have those kind of building blocks and the general core idea and then you just kind of add or take away and you're still being creative and stuff like that which yeah, is yeah yeah I, 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 for sure i kind of like it so are you like are you also yeah. going okay we're going to be open five days a week we're only going to be open for dinner so that's five services there's going to be four sections you're going to get people to work there so you need to cover holidays so you're going to need x amount of chefs if they're all working this is it, do, you, do you do that as well I don't. That's that's up to the the owner. Like right, okay. I, I'm a hundred percent about just food, like the recipes, the the menu structure, the you know that kind of yeah. stuff. Like the whole staffing is something that that he looks after. Yeah. It's interesting. Each job's different. Like this other one that I'm doing. Um, have you got a few like on the? Have you got a few just, concepts on the go? Have you, Jeff? Yeah, like I have a I have a few on the go and surprisingly like all of them are are asian concepts like it seems oh, okay. like here in this, in this part of the world like people are are you like are is it really the, is it the way i look is that what you're saying so. like is it because i look a bit asian <laughs> that's what I, i'm like man i'm i, just, I guess it's because you know i i lived in asia and then people are like oh you must know but, but then but you're you like know, french I, trained I Asia, aren't you? you're actually french trained aren't you french trained and then it wasn't just like it was just the tail end of the past few years that I've done a lot of like Asian cooking and, yeah. and uh, you know, it's like, and also too, like being Asian, it's just, you know, Easier. a lot of the things are just yeah, intuition. Yeah, course, you just understand the way things taste. And, I always, I um, always say that. It, sorry, last, let me just quickly interrupt you. I always say that about, um, Asians, and fucking, this sounds so racist, but I think you're one of the first Asians that actually put, <laughs> like, coming from the northeast of England, you don't fucking meet that many Asians. Do you know what I mean? That's the reality. You just don't. Like, what can I do? I can't say anything else. Yeah. So, not racist yeah. or anything. I don't get, like, fuck, I don't give a fuck what anyone does, who they are or whatever. It doesn't bother me. To, we're all on this fucking journey together. But I never worked with many. But when I did start, obviously, when I come to Sydney and there's heaps of Asian chefs in Sydney, and I've worked with so many now. Um, I started yeah. realizing that man, they've got a super advantage, you know. Like, especially, you know, you've got the sweet and the sour and the soy and the hot and the numbing and the yeah. this and that and all the rest. Of it. Like, and then we've, you know, and then if you're learning roux and mirepoix and you know thyme and rosemary and you know these kind of things, and you've already mm. you've already been grown up with all that. It's like learning a second language when you already speak fucking Chinese. Now you're going to start learning French. Do you know what I mean? Like. You see yeah, what? for sure. It's a real, like it's, yeah. It's a real advantage, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I've, I've, I looked at it like I mean, I've one thing was learning French food was that, you know, for one, I've never seen anything like it, you know, and 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 two, it's just like you get this amazing like foundation when it comes to like making vinaigrettes, making terrines, you know, making sauces, cooking pieces of meat and fish. Like you really learn how to use your hands and over the years your hands become very you know it's like a craft like yeah it's, definitely it's like a, this skill that you practice and it never really leaves you you know if you want to learn something and then you just practice it again every day it's like it's like your hands become in tune again like yeah and that's the one thing i really appreciated about french cooking and even to this day but what appreciates me uh, what i really appreciate now in french cooking is like all those like old school country dishes and and like things where the food is like not handled too much and like i, I love love that stuff like, yeah you me know, too me you too. know you know joints of meat that are like slowly roasted and like you cook it in like you know really nice wine and also like regional cooking like it's, it's super cool um 
but then too like when when you do braises and then you when you do braises and stuff like that and you're just like why don't i just put a bottle of soy in <laughs> with like you know a, a french braise like and but you can taste the end product like because you know you understand asian food i think that's pretty cool like you know, so definitely, hundred um, percent. Yeah, it's a yeah. real advantage. Anyway, yeah, go on. You were saying about these Asian play, the back end of your career and these Asian places that you now you're doing the concepts for. Yeah, I mean it's uh, no, it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool. Feel feel like it's a definitely different job, but um, but yeah, it's like uh. It's something that I'm up for for the next little while. So. The good thing about them Asian, like I don't know, there's a, well, there's one here in Melbourne downstairs. It's part. Do you know? You know? You, you'll know Denny Seshwan, do you? Denny Seshwan. Do you know that in Melbourne? Ah, oh, Denny Seshwan, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. now Denny Seshwan have like, have, have like, they've got heaps now. I don't know if you're aware. Are you aware of this? They've got loads now. They've got like that main one in South mm. Yarra that was like the, the flagship. And then since then, they've opened yeah. like a, like this noodle bar. Like, uh, fuck, I'm, I'm really bad with my Asian food. But it's like, a, they're like broths. They're not like ramen. They're like, you know, the Chinese. So they're like, you know, like minced pork and like a spicy broth and noodles, or they might be like, you know, like them meat. Oh, like dandan like, noodles and yeah, like and like noodles they've got like the ones that I love yeah. are the potato noodles. Do you know them potato noodles? Ah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I love mm. them, man. I recommend them. I've recommended them, no joke, to like three people, and all of them said I can't eat these. These are fucking horrible. But I, I've stopped recommending. Oh, yeah. I've <laughs> stopped recommending them to people. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, they've got this one, and no shit, Jeff. Right, you order. Your f- There's like two chefs in there, and the place is fucking pumping. And I've ordered before. This is no shit. I've ordered. By the time I've paid, walked to my table, my food's been on you, the you fucking got, table. You, like, <laughs> huh? How? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It is so fast. Well, you got you to admit, though, Robbie, I think a big reason why kind of Asian food and, and this kind of, uh, you know, this style of eating is, is really popular right now is because it also fits, um, I guess, business-wise and also the interests of the general person now. Like, they want something different. They want something that's, you know, of a lower price. They want something that's, you know, and if you're running the business, it takes less staff. Yeah, you know, yeah, it takes yeah, for sure. Less, less expensive equipment, like, to cook Asian food. So it's kind of appealing if you're somebody who's, like, wants to do business or, yeah. you know, wants, like, definitely you, know, like you say a brand or, like, something. So it's... For uh, sure. 100%. I get it why people, these, these people, like, want me to help them open up these restaurants because it's, like, a it's an opportunity for them, like, you know, to, to do something. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. It like, is. It's, like, people I remember, want to eat communal. People want to eat communal. Definitely. Like, casual I'm, too. You know, I remember so. when I first went to to Thailand and, um, and I'd come from like a, a fine dining background in, in England and, you know, you know, there's like fucking twenty chefs on the roster, and you're all there like all day, every day, and all the rest of it. Yeah. And then I go, to, I go to Thailand, and there's this woman. I'll never forget it till the day I die. I swear, to God, she had like a color gas bottle. You know what a color gas bottle is, do you? Do you call them color? You know, like a, a gas bottle, like a they're normally blue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a color, we call yeah. them color gas bottles. Or and she's just got one of them right in the middle of this, like, like a propane the, tank. Yeah, like a propane, like a propane tank. tank. Yeah, yeah, exactly, propane yeah. tank or something yeah. like that. And she's got a hob screw directly straight on top of that yeah just like a not and like just not, yeah, yeah. Like, and a walks on fuck, top of man, there you're blow yourself up yeah <laughs> like this little old lady like she's got that a walks on top of there and then she's got like a um, trestle table like like an L and her walks like in the middle yeah. on this 
fucking propane gas thing and she's just on her own or totally on her own and it's like this fucking on the side of the road with like inside like a canopy kind of like whatever it was i don't know it was just like this fucking shack and she's just there on her own with all this like chopped garlic and leaves and mint that's all super fresh all around yeah exactly and she's just like tick 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 in the on the plate on the plate and then like I eat this food I'm like fuck this is so tasty and it's like one lady her mise en place and then like one waiter and that's it like fucking cranking out like 300 covers on her own yeah exactly and that's like you can sometimes you can eat better a lot of times you can eat better than that it's fresh it's just cooked it's products from our like local products that's from there, and yeah, probably come know. from the farm that that morning or whatever, you know, like fresh corn. Yeah. And you get the ultimate like experience. Like this can only happen here because I'm sitting on the side of the road on this stool. And yeah, exactly that. Going yeah, yeah, like, exactly yeah. that. Exactly, yeah. exactly that. Yeah. But this fucking lady just yeah. there with that cat. Not even a stove. No fucking nothing. That's it. You know, like one like like it's like a bucket of water that she washes it like scrubs a, a, a walk in and yeah, just yeah. tips it back <laughs> in. And it's like yeah. it blew my mind. And I, it, that that was a big moment. I thought, you know, like it, it doesn't always have to be loads of people fucking around with stuff do you know what i mean like too many yeah. hands on one yeah. thing it was yeah fascinating that's but going back to what you're saying but, it's funny that you're saying in paris that's funny you know like that really makes me think jesus things are really changing you know like you're putting these asian concepts in paris like fuck it paris just... is like it it's absolutely hungry for more asian concepts yeah like it's um you know after i feel like i've spent so much time there in the past year year and a half and like it's it seems like the places that are really um doing well and a lot of people like are are wanting to eat too like it's it's all these kind of places like this other place that i uh i did some work with it's called cam um c-a-m and my good friend isu who's um isu lee he's korean young guy like who's he started cooking with Zhao and Dan Hong and then moved to Hong Kong to do some work there with with Zhao he's gone on to do one of these amazing restaurants and projects and it's 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 Asian the menu is more or less set up like a wine bar like menu where you only have like seven items but no lie this restaurant like the owner built all the furniture didn't do anything to the place there's like there's no fancy anything like they didn't do anything to the decor just kept it natural yeah. and this place is one of the hottest restaurants in paris like and what's yeah, the food is it korean is the food korean is that what you're saying it's 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 very personal like and it's very mixed but it, it it's mixed like, from his experience taste, mixed from his experience his experience saying. like some yeah. stuff from hong kong stuff from japanese stuff this and this and like you, you know he's real very much in like i guess yeah, and Isu's fashion, you know, and, and his own style. But it's just people want that. They want to break up their their kind of eating week with something that's a little bit different than your – not saying, like, a gastronomy meal is bad. For, you know, it's just there's a lot of it. Like, you eat it all the time, and, you know, you want to eat something a little bit different. Like, there's this ravioli. They call it ravioli, but it's actually a dumpling place in Paris. It's like – I think it's like a Shandong style dumpling place. And yeah. 
this place is like so busy, man. Like, you know, and like people just want to eat that. Like it's simple. You, you have freshly rolled boiled or pan fried dumplings and that are super cheap. You could share it between, you know, all these people. Like you have, you know, your cucumber salad and, you know, all these other like, you know, woodier mushroom, pickled woodier mushroom salad and then a few different types of dumplings and that's it. And then you spend like, you know, 10 to 15 euros for lunch and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're super happy and content. Like the content level, I think it's what Asian food really brings you. Like, you know, when you talk about Korean, Japanese or... You feel like you're getting value for money, yeah, right? Chinese. You, you never come out of yeah, there thinking, oh, I got ripped off, do you? You always come out going, that was really good value. That was awesome. It tasted unbelievable. You know, the service is probably yeah. a, bit, a bit iffy, to be fair. But, like, it's like you don't really care yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you have a big feed and everyone gets the bill. And like, we split the bill. And it's like, yeah, if everyone just puts in 25 bucks, you're like, 25 bucks? I've been here all fucking yeah. night. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it's like, though, isn't it? It's it true. really is. They're like, I had, I, I had six beers. <laughs> I brought my own bottle of wine. <laughs> no, but that's that's that. Um, I ate till I couldn't eat anymore, and, and uh, yeah. It's funny, like what you say. Like it, it's what people want now. That's really, and again, that's really interesting. Thinking of that, like, yeah. It, the, at this time, like, you know, people are hustling. You know, you hear that, oh, I'm just hustling. And people have got, like, you, yeah. you know, they've got a fucking online shop and they're working full-time. And I think that that younger generation, that you know, the one down, down for, you know, I fucking still, I feel like I'm 24 still, you know, I'm nearly 40. But, like, and 40's still only young, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm old and I'm fucking done. I'm, you know, I'm, there's still plenty of life left in this old dog. But I'm just saying, like, the, 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 the 22, 23, 24, 25-year-old, they're, like, really like entrepreneur is is kind of been is a new hip thing you know and people like especially like with yeah. Bit, bitcoin look i fucking i i go on these mad rants like i know what i'm talking about but i fucking genuinely don't i just think about it and think fuck it, i'm just gonna say this and see what happens <laughs> but like and yeah. what i what i think is like people are like hustling you know there's the gary v's of the world and people are investing in bitcoin and you know cryptocurrency and all this kind of thing and working they don't want to like they don't want to be going out and spending big dollars on food like that like you're saying like they still want to go out and be and, and socialize and time. and time people don't have three hours to give up yeah like, yeah, yeah you know and also people want to eat what they want to eat and people don't want to be absolutely stuffed to the brim like i don't know like uh i obviously what what my perspective is different than other people's perspective, you know, like, but it's just my observation. Like my observation is that you have to figure out a way how to create a restaurant, deliver an experience, but also give choice, you know, and also let people sit in somewhere that, that is not over the top or not this and that. Like, that's just my perspective. Yeah, no, I get it. It's a fine line, isn't it? It's a fine line of that. Like, yeah. Of yeah. like wanker hipstery, do you know what I mean? Like you, you, yeah. you know, like you don't want to, mm-hmm. you don't want to like just isolate the people. Like, yeah, you want you want everyone to want to go to your yeah. place or want to eat your products and stuff like that. Like, but it's a it's an exciting time for food, you know. And I I I really I really do believe that because what I like is food more and more as the years are progressing like the three-star chef is looked at the same as the person who makes noodles at a small little shop they're both respected equally i find now and 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 the the 
Do you think? Yeah. The, do you think the Michelin guides helped with that, Jeff? The Michelin, the Michelin guide, yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't like, but I think it's it's brought light to kind of. If you were to say like in Singapore, like how they're giving hawker centers, like kind of like the same. Yeah, yeah, that's like that, you imagine. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, that's what I am saying. Yeah. yeah. Like the two two dollar kind of soy chicken, you know, is the same like standard as this and that. I think, yeah, like I think they're both equally as special. Like when when you look at like the text and what it says, what a one star is, or what a three star is, or this and that. Yeah, like, as in like worth the travel, worth yeah. the journey, worth yeah. going out the way for. But to, yeah, but to me, it's not consistent. And personally, like if I had a restaurant, I wouldn't want to start. Like. I, I would just want a restaurant that people like to go to and it has a lot of people coming to and like all types of different type of people. Like that's what I would rather have than a star. Like, but I find, I find there is like this prestige to it because, you know, cities like Singapore and stuff, like people want that. Like people, people want stars and people want (laughs) to have prestige obviously. And, you know, definitely, but I think it's it's crazy though. Yeah. You've got to be pretty. You've got to take your hat off to the Michelin Guide in the sense of they probably copped a lot of shit back in the day when they were giving Michelin stars to these kind of people, you know, in Japan and yeah. you know to the like the little places in Japan and you know all the pubs in England, for instance. And like, all. are they like are they're not a star? In they're this not. Yeah, business. people were people were this saying has a star, that that doesn't have a star. You know, and that's not a two star. That's not a three star. It's like fuck who cares man did you have a good time <laughs> yeah exactly no that is true but i think you've yeah, got to take so your hat off to the mission guide like and s- i think you've got to take your hat off to the mission guide in some aspect just to say like they could they obviously could see that the the future was changing so they had to change with it because, yeah do you know what i mean like that i think that i think you've got to respect that as well of course, you know? yeah. yeah for sure yeah 100 but like i said then there's, go, on. go on sorry no there's, there's there's just a lot of guides now and you know you don't know what what's good what especially if you're a general general person that can't even tell if like food is good or bad you go to a place because it has a star or it's one of the top 50 restaurants in the world or whatever but i don't even know like how you even judge like what's the top restaurant in the world like i i know i i like the schnitzel place down the road i think it's one of the greatest places on face of the earth yeah no it's true like there's a a thai restaurant around the corner from us which i get a pad thai mixed pad thai um and i get this duck salad and it's just honestly i eat and and i've been i must have been i've been here for like eight i don't know a long time now but like i must have been a good 60 70 80 times easy easily i went every tuesday for fucking for about five years like i've been a lot of times and um yeah, and not once have I been disappointed. It's been a hundred percent consistent. The dressing's fantastic. It's two singer. It's it's a Singaporean guy and a and a Thai lady. Yeah, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Like for me, that's fucking great food. Like I'm, you know, you can't get better than that. You know, like so. Like I know what you're See, saying. And that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, right? Yeah, like, exactly. They're never yeah. going to get recognised. You know, like they're just not. Like yeah. It's just, it is. It's an in, it's an interesting thing. But like we were saying before, I texted you earlier, and I was like saying about manufacturing. I can't help thinking mm-hmm. that I honestly believe that like the future for some chefs, and I, I keep banging on about this as well about the future of some chefs is maybe not restaurants. It's manufacturing. I think there's a lot of room for people to go into 
manufacturing food. I think that's I think that's going to be a big business for people. And I shouldn't like I shouldn't be saying oh you should get into everyone, but I can't like I can't I can't help myself to say I think people should be getting into it like. Well, at least considering it. Not even even if you're a full time chef. So I had Matt Wilkinson on my podcast the other week, and he was we were just saying like, what do you do when you're 45 and you're a chef and you realise that you're still on the line as a chef? Like, 45, yeah. your shoulders gone, your feet are fucked. You know, you, you, it's it's a hard graft. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a hard old fucking game. But I, like I'm saying, like even if you're a chef now when you're like 25 or 27 or 30 or whatever, you think, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this till I'm yeah. 50 or 60. Maybe you should start thinking about like a a couscous company or a fucking risotto company yeah. or a whatever. It doesn't really, a marinade, a rub, yeah. a sauce, a dressing, a whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Look at the pasta, whatever. And maybe look at either. You it's ma- pretty cool though that the, the, the different avenues you can go down with food though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I see one. Manufacturing or there's a lady whatever. In, there's like a lady in America, yeah. just to cut you off there real quick, but there's a lady in America that's doing, I can't remember her name. She's doing frozen cookie dough. Right, you get like twelve in a packet. You take it out. You put it on the thing. You bake it, hundred and eighty degrees, eight minutes, whatever it is. Comes out, boom, hot cookies, ready to go. Cookies. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something like that yeah. is fantastic. What a, excuse me, what a great idea. Like you don't have to do anything. Yeah. It's you know, it's good. I'm not, she doesn't. It's good stuff. Good, good almond meal. Good vanilla. Good. You know, they're not cheap, but it's all good products. And you're putting your philosophy, your food philosophy, into that product. Do you know? What, like it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like cheap flour or anything like that it can be all like you know fucking single origin this or whatever it might be do you know what i mean and chefs can get into doing that and on the side of working you know you can work and get or you've got to work an extra couple maybe one of your days off or one of your afternoon mornings off you've got to do a bit of stuff but you can get a manufacturing you can get a label and you can spend a bit of time and build this brand slowly as either a little bit of a backup plan if if it doesn't work out or maybe that that'll start off and you can just go into that full time and that's it do you know do you know what i mean manufacturing is actually a very interesting thing i think we talked briefly about it yesterday yeah when we were texting and stuff like that but uh like i said one of the places that really kind of impresses me every time i go to england is marks and spencers like i generally I, I look at all their products and stuff that they serve, the variety of a quick just meal that you can just get and things that are bottled and things that are with their label. And it's way above average than this like stuff that I generally see at a grocery store that's canned by Campbell's or Definitely. like a massive company or, or something, you know, it's um, like a lamb shank, isn't it? They've got the different ranges, like the gastro pub range yeah. or the Spanish or European range. I can't, you know, it's been a while since I've been home, but I remember the gastro pub range and that was like um, lamb shank. And there was like a fucking shepherd's pie was in that range and, you know, different yeah. ones and, and the good quality, like beer battered chips and this, that, the other, or uh, duck fat yeah. chips. And like, you know what I love at Marks and Spencer's? Yeah. Well, I fucking, I love this concept and I would love to do it myself, but it just wouldn't, people just aren't into it here, is the sandwich spreads. Have you seen the sandwich spreads at Marks and Spencer's? Yeah, on, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, they're like have, fresh. Yeah. It's like what you'd get in the sandwich, like fucking, you know, tuna spicy tuna or it might be like coronation chicken or it egg, might be egg salad egg, salad, egg, egg and cress like yeah and it's just in the tub yeah. and then you just get your you get your nice sourdough that you get from the bakers or whatever and you take that in and at lunchtime you just spread it on your bread put it together boom you've got your sandwich. Yeah. not a soggy sandwich do you know what a great idea 
But it's perfect for London because so many people are on the go. You know, it's a it's a very um, it's a very demanding city to live in, and that place is there. And why there's so many Pret Manger, Pret Manger place. Yeah, yeah because yeah. people are constantly on the go. Miso like, soup you know, from Pret Manger. I fucking love that miso soup. I swear to God, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love the shrimp. Is it the shrimp salad sandwich? Yeah, like or the, the shrimp, as in the prawns, like the red, the little green yeah, prawns. I Fuck, it. I love yeah. them. I yeah, love that you know what I love about Pret as well is they do the three halves. Have you noticed? Have you seen that before? Yeah, yeah, the three halves. Yeah, <laughs> so you can get like a chicken. They're like where the fuck? Where does where does that other one go? <laughs> <laughs> and you know Pret uh, Beck's dad. You know, obviously, you know Beck, my wife. She. Um, she, her dad works with the homeless people, helps the homeless out and like rehouses them and helps them all out and all the rest of it. And Pret Manje every night donate all their sandwiches that's left over to the homeless shelter. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I don't even think the advertiser. You, you gotta think, you gotta, you gotta think for a second though, when you're someone like Pret or you're somebody like Marks and Spencer's or, or a company that's similar to that sort, like you're, you reach if you were to do it in a way like you know that's with your ethos or ideals man you reach a lot of people like yeah, yeah. you know you reach a then instead if you you know which is amazing too but if you have like a 12 seat restaurant that only like elite diners and people can nabarezzo and experience like you're just kind of like what type of work are you doing yeah, you it's know, that definitely. Kind of, yeah, definitely. One hundred. Yeah. Like I, I said that I've said this before in the past. It's funny you, you brought up quite a few points that I, I thought about in the past as well. And like you say, again, referring we said we reverted to um, the catwalk before, but it's the same as like art. Like, do you want to paint a picture that sits in some rich guy's house that only like his friends and family wants to see, or do you want to build? Do you want to paint yeah. a, a mural on the side of a wall that millions of people pass every day? Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. They're both amazing, yeah. but like what do you want to do you want to impact loads of people or do you want to just impact the like the few rich that can afford it as well? That's another way of looking at yeah. it. And I was speaking to a guy yet the other day and he was saying like um cook this is this is fucking a great idea. He goes well a great saying he said cook for the rich and go broke, cook for the poor and go rich. Grow, yeah, grow rich. It's so fucking true, man. It's so true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you're yeah. trying to have well, a one star, there's definitely more. There's <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, there's more poor people in this world than rich people for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. so true. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a funny old thing. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going. Yeah, please, Jeff. Awesome to talk to you. Lovely to talk to you. Anytime. Man, love you, Robbie. Mate, it's so let, nice to talk to you. Man. And you, good luck with everything yeah. that you're doing. And yeah, let's let's fucking do this again in a year or something. And yeah, keep me up to date. I'll keep some photos. And if there's anything, I mean anything, definitely, I can help you with. Like I like like I say right at the beginning, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. I'm just listening to people on podcasts. Gary V, listen to Gary V. If you don't listen to him, listen. If you're looking to start a business, listen to Gary V. I'm telling you, Jeff, man, he is the fucking master of the marketing. I'm telling you, Gary V is the man. I will, man. He is a man. So listen, look after yourself. If I can help you in any way, shape, tell, or form. Tell, tell Beck I said. Tell Beck. Tell, tell Beck I said hi to. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. Love you, very, brother. Very Take nice it easy. To you and catch up, sir. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please tell a friend or give us a rating or review on your podcast app. It all helps to get more listeners. Thanks. Until next week, have a good one.